Welcome. And now that you're here, we're all in the company of your cool aunts. I'm Sam. And I'm Ted. And this is the Your Cool Aunts podcast, where we follow the lives and times of cool aunts through Claire's diary. So welcome back. And if you're new here, you can join the conversation in our Facebook group too. There's more on our website and Twitter and Instagram. So follow us, like us, subscribe, and now let's get to it. This is season two from Miss Julio. I love her name. Claire. Claire. Such a French name. Claire. Claire Claire Julio. Okay. Claire, as usual, has sent us a note and prefaces her diary entry. And we'll be good doobies and read the note first. No cheating. Okay. No jumping in. (laughs) No anticipating. No anticipating. Claire's note to nieces, aunts, and friends. Oh, footnote. Already I'm giving you a footnote. (laughs) So this week's diary entry is entitled California Dreaming in the Vineyard Life. Could almost I can't be a song sing. title. What did you say? I can't sing. <laughs> I selected this particular diary entry to give you an idea of what I was thinking when my mother decided to make a big change in her life. By this point in time, I felt that I had developed more of an adult relationship with her and that we could have more direct or honest discussions about anything, especially the difficult things. I think her willingness to share her ideas and plans for her future with me is an indication that she felt the same way too. Hmm. Claire's growing up. No thoughts and comments over there? No, I was told not to say anything, so I'm trying to be quiet. Well, this will be a fun podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast of one. Okay, fine. Be that way. When I wrote this particular entry, I had lived in a few very different places. I grew up in New England, moved to New York City for college, and then spent summers in France for my internship with three major champagne levels, where I worked as a tour guide. Well, we know all about that, Claire. Throughout the internship, I lived with my host family at their vineyard in a tiny village near the two champagne cities of Reims and Epernay. I felt like I lived in the village and these two historic cities. Either way, I loved it, all of it, and by the third summer, I was not in a hurry to return for my final college semester in New York. Life is tough, Claire. So it's true, those the two cities, the two champagne cities of Rimps and Epernay. I guess Epernay is considered... That's the champagne cap. That's the champagne That's the business. That's where well, that's where Moet is, and there's an Avenue du Champagne, right? The, the major, board. major, major world... Renowned labels are there. Perrier, Moet, not Renard, but some of the biggies. Casanova, not a big one. <laughs> so Claire is not ready to leave France this time. You know, and in, in, in summers past, it seemed like the summer wore on and she was, okay, I've worked. I'm ready to go get back to school. Because back then, she knew she'd be coming back to France the following year. This year, there's no next year internship right that's true she doesn't have an internship and tick tock yeah time is ticking away for from the college experience (laughs) with the internships no stop and the classes even though i of course knew that my mother had grown up in northern california i never thought about her moving back there or leaving new england for that matter but she did and it was my mother's cottage in the vineyard that first pulled me to california and the wines too So now there's more than one place that I call my home. Read on because this diary entry gets into how the move westward started and how a piece of France followed us there 
And we'll talk again soon, Claire. Wow. That's a pretty interesting take France with you experience, huh? She's going to, but she's not moving to California. Her mother's there. Is that what she's saying? Right. She's saying it was her mother's cottage in the vineyard that first pulled her to California and the wines too. So now there's more than one place that I can call my home. And I, I think she's just referring to the, in the big context of we moving westward, meaning, you know, her mother's home. Yes, I think so. Okie doke. Here we go. The diary is now open. California dreaming and the vineyard life. It wasn't long after I decided to stay in France for the harvest that my mother, Barrett to some, made a big change decision too. She'd always talked about the landscape and seasons of her hometown in Northern California and the trees. She always talked about the variety of trees and the redwoods too. This is the place that welcomed her back with her mother after they had been in France for more than seven years. Uh, hold on a second. I so have she, to remember where we are with that. So she went back. Her parents broke up, and she, her mother came back to California, and then she moved to New England. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's what happened. Right. Okay. She frequently wondered aloud if it would have the same appeal to her now as it did when she returned the first time. Of course, it was Laurent who called her out on all the wondering and wishing. Not too long after, Barrett was on her way to explore the possibilities, to, as she said, see what I can see. Claire goes on to say, I've heard this expression before, and it always preceded a change of career, of houses, sometimes just a change of plan, but always change. My mother spent a long month in Sonoma, looking and assessing her possibilities. Apparently, it was a very positive experience. Well, she's giving it away before... Before she officially tells us, isn't she? I think what's interesting about her mother is her flexibility. You know, her ability to move to another country at one point, move back to this country, and then move from one coast to the other. So she's pretty flexible. Barrett's history in this is a little bit quiet because as a kid, she's from the States. She lived in France for several years. She became fluent. You know, she was bilingual and returned to the States with her mother. Grows up, an American teenager, I don't know what year in her life she returned back there, but she went back to the States. And then we do know that she went back to France every summer. So they were a pretty close family. She had a good relationship with Laurent and her father and apparently his second wife. That's cool. She knows how to navigate. Well, it teaches Claire some things, too, about the ability to well, adapt. I, right. I think Barrett is open to change because she's a California kid with a French connection, if you will. She goes to school on the East Coast. You know, she starts a life there after college. She's mobile. She's mobile. I'm impressed. (laughs) I'm duly impressed. But I think a lot of credit has to be given to Barrett for doing, for giving her that worldview, so to speak. You know, she's not afraid to move. She wasn't afraid to take on that extra semester or that right. forego that, that semester of college to stay in Champagne. Right. She oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. I was lost for a second. You're talking about that Barrett gave Claire that kind of perspective, that right. willingness to navigate, move about. Right. Okay. The next section is titled, The Golden State Calls and Things Moved Quickly. I was still at the Grinot's house just a few days into the new year when my mother called to talk about her plans to move, to downsize, and I think she said, to, and Claire quotes her, to change things up for the next chapters. She closes quotes. 
I'd never dwelled on this, and even though I knew I was unlikely to ever live in her house after college, I still felt a little shocked that she was moving to the West Coast. And, even though she always spoke of it, I guess I thought it was more talk and memory than possibility or even reality. And, and she can, let me continue here. She says, I mean, this is Claire. She says, I mean, she's lived in New England for decades and as a college student, and then she stayed there for work and then me. So somewhere in the back of my mind, maybe I envisioned her moving back to France after I left home or when she retired or downsized. I was equally amazed and surprised by how quickly she had taken action and checked off her to-do list, from expenses to the physical move and timing, etc., etc. Our house, I should say her house, sold before the for sale sign was put up. I guessed her I guess her vast network had kicked into gear. Wow. So Claire gets the call. Mom's Mama moving. is moving. Mom's moving. So much of so much for your childhood bedroom, Claire. <laughs> Get well, over she it. does she does say something about, you know, her house, not mine, right? So yeah. there is a point where I guess you feel you can go back, but it's not really your house. But anymore. young adults always phrase it this way, I'm going home for the holidays. Right. right. It's where a parent is is referred to as home for quite a while, usually until you're settled and you know, in a bigger way, I guess. Okay. Any other thoughts? Okay, so Barrett has kicked things into gear, hasn't she? Claire continues, I hope to return to this place too. It had only been a few months since my call home announcing my own big decision to stay in France through the autumn and the harvest and Laurent's party, if you recall. So that conversation was still very fresh in my mind as I listened to her and remember feeling a bit like we were having a very similar conversation again. It was a bit of a deja vu, I think. And while I was listening to her, I was looking out the window watching Michel Grenot move slowly along the vineyard rows, carefully pruning the now bare vines. He was retying them to the support wires while trimmings smoldered in a nearby barrel and smoke wisps hung in the damp air across the hillside. It's wow, poetry. Cl- it's <laughs> wow, beautiful. Claire, I gotta give I you. can see it, you know? I can see the barrel. And yeah. The, what did she say the other day? Um, she said something about roosters or... Oh, the rooster spray rooster of the, spray. the dust trail in the vineyard. And what did she say this time? Wisp? Wisps of smoke hanging in the damp air across the hillside. I've actually seen that where it's almost stable. It just the, the, the tail of smoke from the barrel is just not moving much, you know? Hmm. I can smell it too, actually. <laughs> Smells like fall. Yeah, 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 it sure does. Caught up in the visual, my mind strayed for a long moment. And I wondered, will this scene before me right now be that kind of place for me too? And she italicizes, that kind of place for me too? The place I will long to return to one day? I hope so. It sounds like she's sort of comparing herself with her mother's conversations about Northern California and her desire to return there. So Claire's looking out at this incredible scene of vineyard hillsides and I think it's about displacement a little bit right she's leaving she's going to leave there she was going to go back to New England and she's leaving there (laughs) and then she'll be in California or wherever she's going well I don't think Claire knows at this point Claire's just in Champaign hanging out through the harvest and she'll be going back no actually she's going back to the states to finish college in New York City finish so 
but she'll be only she'll be there for only a semester and then she's moving again. And then she doesn't know. That's too far off in the future. Okay. So she's wondering, will it be that kind of a place for her too? And she says, I hope so. And then suddenly I was back into the conversations where my questions were more curiosity than concern, because I knew for sure that if anyone took the care and the time to think things through, it would be my mother. This is 100% Barrett. Steady as she goes, Barrett. (laughs) Similar to her aunt. She's another, you know, type of cool person. Well, they are sisters. They are sisters, yeah. Well, but sisters can be very different from each other. This is true. Claire entitles this next section, Cottage Life in a Sonoma Vineyard. I did not expect to hear that she'd already found a place, a cottage on the backside of a small family-owned vineyard. She didn't skip a beat, diving into a detailed description of the rolling landscape and the view. Here's how she described it to me. So so then there's a, an indented, italicized paragraph where she's she's quoting Barrett with this description. And Barrett is speaking to Claire, said, Remember when we went to see Monet's garden in Giverny? I think it was just before the garden closed down for the year. It was in late October. We wandered beyond the lily ponds and found Monet's bronze bust overlooking the fields behind the property. There was a small stream that dropped away over a few big rocks down from a quiet, dark pond. It was golden. It was perfect. Well, that's exactly what I found. It's that kind of place. And it does need a bit of work, but, you know, I will make it my place in this world. I can't wait. And I'll admit, listening to your vineyard stories did have an impact on this decision. And Laurent, well, you know, she prompted me exactly when I needed it. So that ends the quote from Barrett. And Claire says, we laughed and setting aside worries for excitement about the future for both of us. I could never have guessed in that moment what this decision would eventually lead to. For everyone, really. She continued with a sort of footnote by adding, I think you'll like, this is another long quote from from, uh, Barrett, who's speaking to Claire. I think you'll like the woman who owns this land and the vineyard. She grew up here and has taken over the whole vineyard operation after her grandfather died. She seems to really know what she's doing. Apparently, her intention is not just to grow grapes, but to make a great wine, too. She still has a cellar filled with the wine her grandfather made for himself over the last 20 years or so. You know, I've tasted some, and for the life of me, I couldn't tell it apart from the great wines that Laurent always seems to have on hand. I do wish I had known him, though. He sounds like a real old-time California vintner. (laughs) They're painting several pictures here for us. Where, Where should we start? I have this visual picture of Michelle Grenot leaning over a vineyard row, pruning and the smoke wisps, I think she said, hanging on the hillside. And now this, with this grandfather, old-time vintner, and this new person who's coming into the mix, this woman who owns this vineyard. Okay, let's see what she's laying out for us. So how... So this is where Barrett's going to live, right? Right, right. This is where Barrett's going to live. But I think what she says is is pretty... When she describes Giverny and... Oh, that... It's the discussion, the other if mental picture, Giverny, especially at the end of the season when they're closing up and the, you know, the 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 flowers are a little overgrown at that point. Yes, you know, yeah. and and you go towards the rear of the property where there's a little where there is the bust and and what I remember is the um the the little boat that was yeah they have that this was like perfect up. rowboat yeah. you know just haphazardly just yeah tied there. to a yeah. tree yeah yeah, yeah. real real beautiful really a beautiful scene but to be able to 
have that feeling and relate it to her new place in California, which we would think is so physically different than France and specifically Giverny. I was very surprised by what I found the first time I went to Northern California too as an adult. I I don't know what picture I had in my mind, but I was very surprised to find how rural it was, how close to the ocean you could be in this these big hills. I mean, that's coming from New England, you don't typically have these big hills, you know. I mean, big hills. Yeah, that's totally different Ending terrain. right at the beach, and these rock cliffs and things. It's really stunning. Especially going it's down dramatic. Pacific Coast Highway. Oh, boy, there's another one. Meandering yeah. off of the main road and yeah. finding yourself right at the beach with yeah. these incredible succulents and just <sighs> beautiful land. It's But anyway, it's interesting that she mentions Giverny as her comparison to you where know, she's going, which has got to be incredible. You know, for, uh, seeing the, the the ground cover succulents, you know, just acres and acres of it, just wild. This is where it grows, right? These are the things back home. You've got a little tiny pot, and you're nursing them along. That's seven dollars. The stuff is growing on the roadside. Like okay, and nobody weeds or or waters or the, anything. The, the same thing with big, huge clumps of pampas grass and these wild ornamental grasses that we carefully plant and nurture. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Things grow well where they want to be. Some truth to that. But anyway, I thought that was an interesting comparison between the two places. Of course. And feeling that this new place is going to be incredible for her. Yep. Her plans for the vineyard cottage. Leave it to my mother to have a hand in, shall I say, a creative agreement. Because she puts air quotes around creative. Not only had she found an idyllic setting, she had convinced the owner to extend a very long-term lease for a very nominal fee in exchange for remodeling the cottage. The, quote, remodel turned into more of a rebuild, but still very worthwhile in any market, ridiculously worthwhile here in Sonoma for either party. That's cool. Everybody's happy. Everybody benefits. This is nice. Although I'd seen her several times since she decided to move out west, it was almost a year by the time I finally visited her in the cottage for the very first time. I returned to the States, and I finished up the last semester graduated, and gave up my apartment in New York. The vineyards of California were my best prospects for job hunting, so I headed west to stay with my mother. And it didn't take long at all for me to fall in love with the place. I think any visitor could see the deep French influence here. The way, emphasis on the way, in which my mother had designed the interior and exterior to incorporate the landscape and vineyard from every perspective. The materials were authentic and right a wall of doors opening out to a terrace with huge terracotta planters, abundant with flowers and herbs. Even a few tomato plants found a home here, too. It was effortless with sleek modern sensibility and classic elements, too. Everyone who visited it loved it. It looked so, you know, French. And I was in no hurry to leave any time soon. So she's found a she's found a new home. Claire has hunkered down <laughs> so much for feeling. Oh, why are you leaving my house? I can see her saying, "So, honey, how's the job hunting going? <laughs> when are you leaving?" It's <laughs> funny. You know, there's always a period. You know, you've you've set your sights on graduation for years and planning and what you're going to do, and you know, or. You have no idea what you're going to do when you graduate or where where things will take you, the opportunities. Who knows? 
But Claire's life has completely turned around. She's going to school in New York City, and she, I believe, is an English major. Yes, I think so. And she talks about, she does a lot of technology stuff, too. She She's mentioned that here and there. But she ends up in the vineyards of France through her internship. She's, I'm sure her French is perfect by this point. You know, she's been living in a bilingual world every, you know, for several months a year. That re- That's what does it for for you studying, I think. Well, plus she's got the background with her with her mother and her aunt. Yeah, so she's really connected so she's to this place. Connected. She's learned the process. So Claire has put herself in this business of wine, and she has her degree now. Now what? And her experience, because don't forget, she's got three years experience well, working. So she's not really a newbie, newbie, newbie. She does have something no, to no, bargain. No, of course. With. So, you know, she's she loves what she does. You know she's looking for a job in the in the wine business, you know. And in the States, it's the West Coast. Yes, of course, there are other places where we where we have some okay, wine New York, production. don't get upset. <laughs> don't get upset with us. And there's even some people down in North Carolina who are gonna say something about their one of those scupper Scoopanog. Scoop Scoopanog. Scupanog. That's what they're known for. These fat, grapes. super sweet grapes that um, that actually that actually dates back to like 17th century kind of stuff, 18th century, I should say, where they grew a lot of that type of grape for just you know for the table wine everybody used. I mean, every tabletop back then either had beer or wine to drink. Well, you couldn't drink the water because the water was not good, so it was beer or wine. Right? Yeah. So Scuppernog. Okay. Well, not Bordeaux, but it's, it's not starts champagne. With an S. It's not champagne. <laughs> back to my champagne thing. So Claire. So Claire goes. So now she's going to California. Now she's in California. Wait a second. Let me let me stick up for some. We have met some very interesting folks in North Carolina who make some fairly respectable wines. I can't deny them that. It is not champagne. And they have sure. history, if you remember the particular one I'm thinking about, where the family owned this land since the 1700s. Yes, yes. And initially, I forgot, they grew, they grew tobacco, they had horses, and now they were into wine. Right. Uh, or into grapes, right? Cheers to them, because you know they had to get out of the tobacco business. I think they even grew... They even raised some cattle there at one point. And, you know, they've stepped into the 20th and 21st century and they've tried a lot of different varieties of of vines and uh, methods and you name it from some French wine stock. I I mean, they, they really are pretty aggressive about getting out into the marketplace. It's good effort. Good effort. So, so North Carolina does have does have grapes, does have wine, but right. not to the, obviously to the extent, and not not only that, but not to belabor the point, but they don't have the time in that the French have had because we had prohibition where you couldn't have grapes, couldn't have wine. Yeah, that slowed things down for a bit, didn't so, it? So yeah, so they're fairly young when it comes to the grapes that the wine, the vineyards that they oh, have. We also had the opportunity to meet a couple of people who are involved in wine production in North Carolina. One of the, the one I'm thinking of has made champagne, the champagne method, let me put it that way, uh, for the White House. Yeah. Anyway, so there's the nod to North Carolina, New York State, and the other parts of this, these states united that there's some wine production going on. Most of it and the best of it is happening out west. Yes, absolutely. So where were we? Claire is looking for a job now. She's decided to get into the wine business. 
And uh, her mother, her mother's found this great, great situation. I like her idea of a creative arrangement, which she might have. She probably got a ninety-nine year lease or something where she could stay forever, so long as she, you know, fixes the place up or something. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, she says a very creative, very long-term lease situation. Well, I mean, it wouldn't make sense to go in and put money into somebody else's property for a lease right. unless, you know, you were going to benefit for it, from it for a good long while, right? So it's so French, she says. the way it's So decorated. Barrett has put the best of all worlds together. She's gone back to her native, she, you know, she's a native Californian. She's gone back there. And this is the piece of France that she's brought with her. You know, the vineyard life, you know, the way that she does things, the way she's decorated and planned the place. You know, it says from every perspective, you know, the landscaping and the house opening out. Um, I think what el- the other thing that's interesting about Northern California, especially in the rural areas, there are little towns that, you know, like little French villages. There are little towns like that, too. Yeah, you do get that so village feeling. You do have little, you know, small, smaller cities, I guess. No, you call them towns, smaller villages um, that are yeah. adjacent to the vineyards. So, yeah, right. Yeah. So it's probably going to feel very much like it did in France. There is there is a like a tourist road that goes through wine country in California. Oh, yeah, there? for sure. Yeah. There's, there's more there's than a one. Trail. I know yeah. that. I'm just... I'm trying to think. I remember doing a big section along Russian River and through that area, you know. So another place I'm very interested to tour around is to go up farther into the Northwest and see what they're doing. Oregon just, is incredible. Washington wines, Oregon wines. I mean, yeah. And the it's just beautiful country up there. Well, you it's think stunning. because it's it's farther to the north, it's colder, but obviously it's not because of the the uh, effect of the water. But yeah, I'd I'd really like to see it. You know, it one place is so different another from trip. The next. Yeah, <laughs> another yeah. couple of trips. Maybe picking, Claire will find her picking way. Picking succulents. Up there. Uh, yeah, maybe Claire will find a way picking succulents on the side of the road near the ocean. So Barrett has found her way back to California. She has brought a piece of France with her in the way that she does things. She's living in the vineyard, influenced by Claire's experience there. Has a great cottage. Nudged by Laurent to, come on, you're talking about this all the time. Do it. And she did it. It's not easy pulling up, you know, you settled in a place for years and years and pulling up your tent stakes and heading out. It's good for you, though, I think. you know, Change of pace. Yeah. Change of scenery. Meet new people. <laughs> so my question for you guys before we leave because i always have a question what's the question would you pull up your stakes and leave oh sure why well, not well you would i'm not asking i'm asking everybody else would you pull up your stakes and leave well, i can't i can't participate in the question the uh, you have to go to the facebook page and sign in feeling left out <laughs> <laughs> so anyway let's keep this conversation going over in our facebook group where you can answer this question and share your thoughts and stories about your cool aunts. So I'm Sam. And I'm Ted. And we'll see you next week when we're back at the mic. mic.